When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to Live Free Creative, the podcast that provides inspiration and ideas for living a creative, adventurous, and intentional lifestyle. I'm your host, Miranda Anderson, and I hope that each time you listen, you feel a little bit more free to live your life exactly the way you want to live it. Hello there, friends. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm glad that you made it here today to Live Free Creative with Miranda Anderson. That's me. I'm your host here. And we are on episode two. We made it. I'm so excited. Things are going great around here. I sent all my kids downstairs to watch Disney Junior while I record this second podcast episode because it's still summertime and all the babies are around and I love them so much and I am excited to have a chance to sit down and chat with you about something that means a lot to me and really determines a lot of the way that I get things done in my life, which is why I manage my energy instead of my time. And that's maybe a little bit false because I definitely do manage my time as well as my energy. However, when people ask me about how I get things done, and a lot about time management, which I think we talk about a lot in the world, time management, I reflect back on this process that I've learned for myself about managing my own energy, determining what my energy levels are, what builds, what depletes, and becoming more of an energy manager than a time manager. And so I'm going to dive into that in this episode, First, I want to start with a segment because I think segments are fun. So this is a new one I've come up with, and it is called Odd Jobs. What we're going to do in Odd Jobs is talk about some of the jobs that I've had in my life. If you're anything like me, you have a laundry list of jobs from when you were in high school or college, or I've just had so many really, really cool, really funny, very odd jobs. And so I thought each time I do this segment, I'll share one of my jobs and a couple things that I learned while I worked there. Kind of a getting to know you activity and also I've just had some really fun jobs. So I'm still in Salt Lake City and I drive past a lot of things that I knew as a, you know, I grew up here. And so there's lots of familiar things. And one of the places that I have been driving by is a bakery that has now closed, but it was like a central bakery when I was growing up in Holiday, Utah. It was called Normandy Bakery and Cafe, a little French bakery on the corner with striped awnings and the most wonderful pastries. And I loved it so much growing up. It was always a treat to go there. 
when I was 16, I went in for lunch with my mom and I saw that there was a we're hiring sign on the door and I asked for an application. So while I had my lunch, I filled out the application and at the end of my lunch, I took it to the counter to turn it in and the manager happened to be the one who accepted it from me. She said, well, let's sit down, do a quick interview. So we sat down, did an interview right there on the spot. She hired me then and I started the next day. So I I ended up working at Normandy Cafe for a couple years during high school and I loved it. And a couple of the things, this was my first introduction into like true baking and cooking My mom is a wonderful person and she's not super excited about cooking and baking. And so it was kind of a treat at home whenever we did, you know, it felt like a big ordeal to make cookies or things like that. So at Normandy Bakery, where things were being baked and cooked all day long, it was really fun. And I was like eye-opening because I had never seen some of these methods before. Here's three things that I learned. These are all kind of random, but kind of funny. Three things that I learned working at Normandy Bakery. One, The cakes that you buy from bakeries have been made sometimes weeks in advance, and then they're frozen in a big deep freezer. And when someone orders them or they're out of cakes in the front, they simply put a new layer of frosting on the outside, decorate them and stick them in the case. This was revolutionary to me. I thought that you wanted a cake and you made a cake and that you, you know, then like decorated it and ate it that night. It was like so interesting to think about how They were, of course, able to keep up with demand when people would come in and order cakes and cakes and cakes because they had a deep freezer full of them and that freezing cake didn't diminish the quality at all and they were still delicious. And so that's something that I have been able to use as an adult. I can make a birthday cake or a Christmas cake or an anniversary cake ahead of time and put it in the freezer and then pull it out when I want to frost it and finish it and it still is delicious. And so that is a random thing that I learned at Normandy Bakery. Another thing that I learned is the power of the broiler. This is another thing at my house. We reheated things in the microwave, which is a lot, you know, how you're supposed to do it. And at Normandy, they would do that, but then they finished everything in the broiler to get at that nice, bubbly, crusty top. So I'm thinking of like their hot sandwiches or the French onion soup that the soup was made ahead. You know, it was put into the bowl. We'd add a little crostini and then add a piece of cheese. And then that whole thing got popped in the broiler and it would just bubble that cheese and melt everything together in this really delicious way. And so the broiler is such a powerful tool and I didn't realize that until I worked there and I'm able to use that as an adult. I make nachos in the broiler. I'll, you know, reheat things and then put some extra cheese on top and put it in the broiler in my oven to get it that nice bubbly, really crusty top. Okay, and then the final thing that I want to share from this odd job working at Normandy Bakery was how to make the perfect chocolate ganache and it is with melted dark chocolate chips and a tiny bit of cream. This is what they would use when they were personalizing a chocolate cake. And so they used chocolate ganache, piped it in a piece of wax paper that was turned into a cone, but they would melt the chocolate chips in the microwave, just like a a little glass bowl, and put just a touch of cream so that when the chocolate hardened back up again, it wasn't hard like chocolate chips. It was had the bite of ganache. It was like more like fudgy texture. And again, this is like probably something I could have learned online or, you know, easily some other place, but I didn't. I learned it there in the back room of the bakery, watching this master baker turn chocolate chips and cream into the most luscious chocolate ganache that then she would pipe in beautiful script on top of the cakes. I love it. I love knowing these simple things, little tricks that make my baking and cooking at home 
which I love to do, by the way. I love to bake and I love to cook. Make it a little bit more professional, just up a notch. So if you didn't know any of those things, now you know. If you did know, I know too. And how fun is that to have such little tips in our back pocket? And that is my odd job for the day. Now I want to jump into the meat of this episode, which is energy management instead of time management. And just to give you a little background on this, a few years ago, about five years ago is when I noticed a real shift in my life. I was pregnant with my third baby. We were moving across the country. I had started working for myself for the first time. I am an an RN and had worked as a nurse for years, but this was when I stepped out of that role and began working as a blogger and an influencer and a content creator. And I was focused so much on trying to manage my time to be efficient and accomplish all of the things that I needed to. And I was burning out very quickly. Part of it was that I was pregnant, I had moved across the country, and I was starting a new job. So right, like all of those things combined equal burnout. I was getting to nap time and putting my boys to bed for naps. And that was the time that in my head I was going to be so efficient and get so much stuff done because it was like my time. And all I wanted to do was sleep. I thought this is so interesting that I'm not out of time I'm out of energy. I have enough time to do all of the things that I want to do, but I am out of energy by the time I get to those wide open places and I needed to figure that out. We all have the same amount of time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 52 weeks a year. You and I and Beyonce and... Steve Jobs, when he was here, he had the same amount of hours and days and weeks that you and I have. Why do our lives and the level that we accomplish look so different? There's a lot of reasons. And I actually do believe that while time is the same for all of us, that it can be abundant and flexible depending on how we think about it and how we use it. And I'll share more about that in other episodes. But generally speaking, Time is finite. You use it or you lose it. Once that minute is gone, you don't get it back. The difference between time and energy then is that energy is renewable. You don't run out of energy and then you're done for the whole day. You can do things and even think about things that renew your energy so that you're then able to accomplish more or change your attitude. We can actually recharge by doing things that build our energy. And we can also have experiences that very quickly drain our energy. And I'm sure that a lot of you have experienced that one thing that happens during the day, an unexpected bad news or a run-in with a friend or something that will instantly drain your energy and you feel like, oh, I am not going to be able to accomplish anything else today because my energy is gone. It's been zapped by this one event. As I was trying to figure out how to be the most efficient and accomplish the most amount of fulfilling things in my life, I realized I couldn't rely on time management, that I needed to focus on my own personal energy management. 
it has become something that has really determined a lot of the decisions that I've made over the last five years, choosing things that are individually fulfilling, recognizing what things build my energy and what things drain my energy, trying to systematically eliminate energy draining decisions from my life and energy draining situations from my life are things that have allowed me to then use what energy I have to the best of my abilities and to flourish with it. I can't say that I'm perfect at it. It's definitely a work in progress, as are most things in life. But having the tools to think about my time and energy in this way has been really helpful and has made, like I said, it's determined a lot of the decisions that I've made in the last few years. So something that I want you to recognize is that energy levels, the things that build and deplete our energy, are really individual. Also, that we we come born with a personal energy profile, this baseline level of energy that we have. And I think we would recognize that, right, in babies. I recognized my first baby was high energy. Even from the time he was in my belly, he was nonstop kicking, moving, action. And he's come out like that high energy person. My second baby, lower energy person. Chill baby in the womb, chill baby out of the womb. So our baseline energy profile is natural. It's something that we come with. And that's also a reason why we cannot compare our energy levels and our life with anyone else. Because at this very basic level, we're different. We're individuals. And the things that we come with and also the things that build and drain our energy are different. The factors that build and drain our energy are based upon the things that we love, the things that light us up. What brings you joy and builds your energy in your life is going to be different from your sisters, from your parents, from your friends, from the people you follow online, from the people that you look up to and want to be like. It's going to be different. And so what happens when you start to build your own personal energy profile and your energy management system for your own life is that you have to turn inward. You cannot look out and rely on what other people are doing or the things that bring other people joy. There will be some overlap here and there, but you are your own person with your own bundle of energy, This your own special soul and the things that light you up are going to be different than what lights everyone else up. So that is so freeing, isn't it? To recognize that you get to do this work for yourself and that you get to determine the things that you love and that will build your own energy. And likewise, the things that drain your energy may be things that build someone else's up and you get to choose to ignore them because they'll drain your energy even though they're building someone else's up. Stepping out of the comparison game is becomes really important when we talk about energy. The idea of focusing on my own energy builders in my life and my own energy drains has allowed me to be more effective. I have spent a lot of time and energy over the last few years recognizing the things that don't matter to me. It's a lot easier for me to recognize what I don't care about than what I do what are the things that drain my energy or what are the things that I spend a lot of time like feeling in confusion about or that it takes me a really long time to make a decision. Those are the things that I don't want to have to make those decisions, that I would rather simplify those areas of my life because I realize that I actually don't care that much. An example is what I wear. 
I want to feel like myself. I want to be in comfortable, mostly casual, mostly neutral clothes. And I don't want to spend more than five minutes choosing an outfit. It doesn't bring me joy to be surrounded by mountains of clothing. It doesn't bring me joy to go to Nordstrom and like stroll through and see all of my millions of options. None of that builds my energy. I feel free by having a capsule wardrobe. And a capsule wardrobe is something I'm going to definitely dive into in more detail in a future episode because I know there's a lot of interest in that. A capsule wardrobe for me is having a very small amount of clothes that are every single piece is something that I love. So when I want to get dressed, I go to my closet, I pick something out and I put it on and it's as simple as that. And I love it. I, I feel so free by that. My older sister, as an example of someone different from me, thrives in an environment of fashion. She loves options. She loves building these perfect outfits. She looks phenomenal all of the time and she does it for herself. She's not doing it for anyone else. She does it because she loves it and that builds her energy. And so recognizing that that is different from the way that I am allows us to just live our own lives that way and be so happy for each other and the things that that bring us joy individually. So I want to give you some example of things that burn my energy quickly. You may relate to some of these, maybe you won't. Scrolling passively through social media. And I say passively because I can really be energized by social media when I'm an active participant, when I'm liking, commenting, responding to, to DMs or asking questions of people, when I'm feeling inspired by interacting and using it as an actual connection tool, that's very different than when I'm just scrolling and just like consuming without putting any energy into it. It's actually odd as I put more energy into social media by being an active participant, it gives energy back to me. When I just consume it, it drains me. The same is true for TV or other types of digital media. Not saying that I don't watch TV because I totally have shows that I love and I watch them at low energy times of day when I don't need to be building my energy like when I'm folding the laundry and it's 10 at night and there's really nothing else that I'm going to do. Consuming TV feels like an energy drainer for me. Shopping without a focus. And I talked about this a little bit with the clothes. When I'm just in a store wandering, I don't feel inspired. I feel drained. I love to shop when I have a clear picture of what I want and I'm going to get it. I go to find it. The only exception for me to this is when I'm on vacation. The shopping on vacation becomes experiencing part of another culture. I often don't buy things, but I just feel like I'm experiencing a culture. And so that's different. And the other thing for me is grocery shopping, which I love. And I think it's because I love food so much. I love grocery shopping. I love seeing the fruits and vegetables. I love smelling the cilantro. I love seeing the beautiful dairy products and choosing the ones that I want and thinking about the meals I'm going to make. And so you may be thinking, I hate grocery shopping with a passion. That's where we're different. (laughs) So you can see how this is also personal. Another thing that burns my energy quickly is focusing on problems that I can't control. Instant energy drain. If I can't control the problem and I'm pouring energy into it, I am pouring it into a bucket with a hole in the bottom. It is falling out onto the floor. There's nothing I can do about that. The other energy burn that I recognize for myself is multitasking my motherhood. When I multitask work and motherhood, I feel drained. When I focus on my kids, when I am focused on them and have intentional interactions with them, 
that is when I don't feel that energy drain. And motherhood in and of itself, like I think of the household duties that are involved with that. Sometimes I'm cooking dinner while my kids are talking to me, or sometimes I'm doing yard work and, you know, while they jump on the trampoline and like multitasking within its own field. But when I'm crossing over being a mom and working or being a mom and like doing social media, that feels like a drain to me. Okay, so as I was going through those, I want you to think about for you, What are some of the things that burn your energy quickly? Just take a moment and recognize those and think about how they fit into your life and if you're indulging in those more often than you should. Okay, next I want to move on to things that build my energy quickly. One thing that absolutely builds my energy quickly is exercise. And I mentioned in the last episode, it's something that I am trying to get back to in a regular way. I know that it is an energy builder. I know that it saves my sanity. I know that it's good for my body and I need to fit it back into my life in a meaningful way. And so that's something that I recognize as being really positive for me and I want to be doing it more. Another thing that builds my energy quickly is being in nature, especially if I put my phone away and I am just in it, looking at the trees and the flowers and the mountains and The beauty of the earth. I grew up in nature. I grew up camping and hiking and backpacking. And I love the earth. I love the beauty of the earth. I love the water. I love the greenery. I love the animals. I love the birds. I love just seeing nature. And when I escape to that place and I go on a walk or I go on a hike or I sit by the river, I am instantly filled with happiness and with energy. Another thing is creating things. And this is part of why I'm a maker. I've recognized from a very young age that when I make things, I feel better. I love the act of creation. I love the exercise of creativity. I mentioned in the last episode, it's not about the product for me. It's often about the process and creation builds my energy. Another thing that builds my energy is gratitude practices or focusing on things within my control. Focusing on the abundance in my life, thinking of my blessings, thinking of the things that I want, that I already have, how I'm living the life of my dreams right now, that is such an energy builder for me. It brings so much joy to my life. And another one is like the flip side of the multitasking with my kids I mentioned, meaningful activities with my kids and with my family, intentional focused time with them builds my energy quickly. So likewise, I want you to think for yourself, what are some of the things that bring you joy, that build your energy, and are you including those in your life in a regular way? Are they built into your schedule? If not, you may need to do some shifting. Let me give you a couple examples of how energy management works in my life, what it looks like once I have the understanding of some of my personal energy profile, how that affects the way that I do things. One example is that I work in the morning when my energy is naturally higher. My kids go to school and they walk out the door and I walk out the door and I go to my studio and I sit and work. The morning hours are like gold for me. That's when I feel awake and alert and full of creativity and I need to sit down and do my work then. I also try to not do anything worthwhile after 10 p.m. And I say anything worthwhile because about 10 p.m. I feel like I turn into a pumpkin. I don't have any energy left. I'm kind of done for the day at that point. That doesn't mean that there haven't been times that I push through and 
you know, get something meaningful done. But for the most part, if I have something that requires my attention and requires any amount of creativity or inspiration, I can't do it in the evening. I just can't. Some days I feel like I turn into a pumpkin at 7 p.m. I reserve tasks that are more meaningless for the end of the day. Things like folding the laundry. That's about it. (laughs) I don't know what else I do. I go to bed. I do like to read at night. Sometimes I watch a show. Like if I do want to watch a show and catch up, that's going to be the time that I do it. I recognize the times of day that I feel lower energy and those are the times of day that I align with lower energy activities, mindless activities like cleaning or doing laundry, things like that. Another thing is that I try to get in a flow before I work with some regular self-care habits. So I've talked about this in a couple of blog posts and I'll talk about it, I'm sure, in an upcoming podcast, but I have a few things that I do regularly that build my energy. One of them is may seem really silly, but I get my nails done on a regular basis. And this would have seemed frivolous to me years ago. And when I started doing it, I recognize that I love the feeling of having my hands. I use my hands so often. I love when my nails are done and they look clean and they're shiny and they're pretty. I get gel nails, so they stay on they don't chip for like two to three weeks I love that hour it gives me an hour to sit in the salon not do anything not think about anything my hands are occupied so I can't scroll through my phone and it has kind of become like an odd meditation for me and I love the way that it makes me feel and so it's a regular part of my life I also like to do some sort of creative exercise before I start working I like to answer my emails after I get my substantive work done if I recognize that I'm not feeling great, if I'm in a, if I have a bad attitude or if I'm just kind of in a funk, then I try to focus on the things that will build my energy up before I get to meaningful work. So I will go on a walk, I will do a gratitude practice, I will get some exercise before I try to jump into something that I know I need to focus on. Another thing that I've started recently that I love is asking myself the question, what else could I be doing? when I feel stuck in some sort of a funk. If I'm in a social media loop and I'm just scrolling through Instagram, which we all have been there, I ask myself, what else could I be doing? And that helps me put down my phone and go accomplish something that is more meaningful. I I have a running to-do list of a million things in my life. I'm sure you do too. When I take the time to ask myself, what could I be doing that would be more fulfilling or more meaningful, it helps me to recognize that I may be wasting my time and energy. And so then I can hop to something different. So at this point in the episode, I want to help you determine what your personal energy profile is with a few questions. And I'm going to put these, I have a PDF of these from a presentation I did years ago, and I'm going to put it on the blog in the show notes, livefreecreative.co backslash podcast. And you can go and download a, a printable of this and fill it out. You're probably listening while you're driving or on a run or doing dishes or something else. So answer them in your head. But if you want to actually write them down, then you can head to the blog and print those out. Think of your answers to the following questions. Are you naturally a morning person or a night person? If you have a free day, do you hit your to-do list or do you use that day to relax? What time of day do you feel the most ready to take on the world? I call those hours the golden energy hours and I protect them. So those are my morning hours. I try to schedule appointments and meetings and things for the afternoon because my morning hours are my golden energy hours. What are those for you? Think about the last time you were brilliantly happy, filled with joy. What is it that you were doing? 
If you can pinpoint those moments, you will find some of your energy builders. And those are the things you're going to want to incorporate into your life to build your energy on a regular basis. What are some things that make you feel instantly tired or unhappy? Those are going to be your energy drainers. And those are the things that you need to play around with to see if you can A, eliminate them from your life or B, reduce them to parts of the day where you naturally have a lower energy anyway so they don't get in the way of you accomplishing and fulfilling the things that you want to. Recognizing your own energy levels as you plan your hours and your days can help you be realistic about how much you can schedule and when. I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I do still plan my time. I have a planner that I love. I schedule things where they go. I break down my goals into smaller goals and I get things done in a pretty specific way. But I also totally use my personal energy profile and my energy management to inform when and how I schedule my time. I can make adjustments to allow for energy building activities on a day that looks like I'm going to have a lot of energy drainers happening. And I can also move my energy draining activities to times of day or times of the week even where I am naturally going to have a lower energy anyway. I hope that this isn't just like bizarre and confusing for you. I hope that you're following and that you're, some of this is resonating as, as truth for you. I don't sit and think about okay, what is my energy going to be like? Or what are you like? I think it's all become sort of natural to me and habitual as I've created a lifestyle where most of the things that I do are things that I love and that build my energy. And I've eliminated a lot of unnecessary decisions and energy drainers for me. And I'll talk more about that, I'm sure, in upcoming episodes. But I think if you really take from this, what are the things that you love individually? And what are the things that you don't necessarily care that much about? And try to fill your life more with the things that you love and try to eliminate more the things that don't matter as much to you and really recognizing that it's so personal, that you have to do this work for yourself and you can't rely on what all of the people around you are doing or saying or how they're living their life because it's going to be different. Another really important thing that I want to sort of close up with is that the seasons of your life will ebb and flow and your energy levels will ebb and flow with them. Big life events can really build your energy in an exciting way or they can totally drain your energy as you're moving or you're pregnant or you have a job change or really any type of opportunity change or you have health issues happening. Even though our time remains the same throughout our life, those 24 hours a day, you had them when you were 10, you have them when you're 20, you'll have them when you're 70. The time doesn't change. It remains static and continuous throughout our entire life. Our energy levels are dynamic and they will change and they will grow and they will shrink. And depending on the season of our life and the circumstance of our life, They will be super, super different. And so if we try to manage our time the same throughout our life, we will find that we're coming up short or that things are not working out exactly the way that we hope. I remember being so confused as a young pregnant woman why I could not accomplish simple tasks. I would go to work and I would come home and I would sit on the couch for like the whole rest of the day. I was so tired. My energy was so low. I was really sick. And I was really sad and confused that 
I couldn't just simply feel the same that I used to feel or use my time the same way that I wasn't accomplishing all these things that I wanted to accomplish. We have to allow ourselves grace and patience through our lower energy times of life. And as we do that with gratitude and some chill, we'll be able to shift back into the higher energy seasons with ease. So if you're in a lower energy time of life right now for whatever reason or whatever situation or circumstance, I want you to just take a deep breath and feel that and accept it and acknowledge it and recognize that it won't always be that way. That you will have times and seasons where your energy will grow again. There are things you can do to help right now, but also if you are a mom with young kids or if you are a working woman or if you have any type of health issues or if you have family dynamics that you can't avoid that are hard, those things are going to sap your energy and you're going to see people around you doing so much and so differently than you and wonder why you can't do it like them. And you need to look inward and have some grace with yourself and recognize and acknowledge that this is a season and that it's okay. It's okay and that it can build again. I am so excited to hear what you think about this. What you think about energy management. Is it a new idea for you? Is it something that you already do or use for your own life? If you have questions about it, send them to me at livefreemiranda at gmail.com. And I would also love if you would leave a review for the podcast. Wherever you listen to your podcast, click over and leave a review and let me know what you're thinking about it. We're on episode two with many more to go and I hope that you're enjoying it so far. I hope that it is helping you live a more creative, adventurous, and intentional lifestyle or at least start thinking about that. I also want to invite you to tell a friend who you think will enjoy diving into these types of topics with us on the podcast whether it's your mom or your sister, or maybe you want to tell Facebook, or maybe you want to tell people on your Instagram stories, listen to Live Free Creative with Miranda Anderson. It's so interesting and exciting and wonderful. I hope that you're loving it. I am loving creating these episodes for you. Thank you so much for being here. I will chat with you next time. Have a nice week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.